Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham. I'm Jacob Hampton and Eric Wood. And we are here to talk about Todd Phillips' uh, version of Joker, starring Joaquin Phoenix. Um, we're grateful to be on the Anchor Podcast app and, you know, anywhere. We've actually moved to a lot of, uh, I just got a notification that we're on all the podcast apps. Great. So wherever you're listening to us, uh, we appreciate it. Um, and if you do podcasting, Anchor is, is nice. Um, all right, we're going to jump right in. We're, we're not going to waste any time. The, uh, the movie Joker came out just over a week ago, and um, kind of the trajectory of the movie, um, Todd Phillips wanted to make this standalone movie. He has made some comments in the press very recently about how he doesn't think you can do comedy anymore, which a lot of people have... Um, made fun of, they thought, like, Todd Phillips, like, get over yourself. You can still make comedy. Lots of people are doing it. People have referenced Fleabag and other things in referring to great comedy that's still being made while saying something about people and relationships in society. But Todd Phillips teamed with Joaquin Phoenix to make what is a pretty dark take, one could argue, and we'll maybe talk about it a little bit later, could argue the darkest comic book movie, especially in light of what the Marvel Cinematic Universe did, making a lot of serious but family-friendly type of, of comic book movies. Um, so anyway, it, it debuted in some festivals, and the, the roar, the buzz, was pretty deafening, actually. Like, the first reviews were like, this is a masterpiece, and, you know, Joaquin Phoenix's performance will, will blow you out of the water. And, and even some people saying best comic book movie ever and, and redefining kind of what the genre could be. Which was nice to hear, to get a little bit of buzz, get some excitement about it. I felt like that was timely. I felt like that yeah. helped to, to ride the excitement. The wave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and Jake and Eric both saw it on opening night, so obviously some of that buzz was got people out. It made a ton of money in its first week, both in America and across the nation. I mean, across the world, excuse me. Uh, made a lot of money. Um, especially for such a really dark R-rated uh, movie, yeah. um, but it, it has some relevant themes. It has some relevant themes about mental illness, even though it takes place. Uh, it is implied in 1981 because of some movies that are playing um, near the end of the movie. Um, it has some pretty relevant themes about you know outcasts of society and fighting back against the one percent and things like that. But since all the critics got a hold of it, if you will. It's kind of critical buzz has has tapered. Yeah, tapered, dampened a little bit. And and as we were talking about before, Jake mentioned on Metacritic it started out around seventy five and is down to like fifty something. On Rotten Tomatoes, it started up in the nineties and is and I just looked when I I just saw it yesterday, um, and it's sixty eight percent. So it's definitely mixed reactions. Um, though a lot of people went out to see it. And so I thought, man, let's let's get in here. And, and we're calling this episode Conversations About Joker because we're going to hit multiple different things, things that maybe were kind of interesting to us. We'll talk a little bit about the performances of the Joker, um, in, especially in the movies since Jack Nicholson's uh, performance in the late 80s. Um, late 80s, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit about, yeah, if the character lends itself to that. Um, and review it a little bit. Um, we will have some spoiler alerty stuff that you can jump off and jump back on if you want. 
and a little bit about some of the controversy that's now followed the movie as far as could it inspire real-life violence? Is the movie uh, glorifying, you know, his character as, as someone that, you know, disaffected people should aspire to be? Um, lots of topics that I think are very interesting, and I'm really excited to hear, especially what these two gentlemen say. Um, and, of course, we always love to hear what you say um, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, or even if you know us in uh, IRL, as they say, Find as Find they us. say, in the internet world of 2019. So um, before uh, <laughs> we go into some of the deeper stuff, I'm gonna let uh, Jake and Eric just kind of say what their thoughts are. Anything review like? Where did you ultimately land on the movie? The direction, the cinematography, the performance. Um, yeah, tell us, tell us what you think. I think gentlemen. the cinematography got me there. Like there was buzz, but I but I, I know there was a lot of talk about the director. And those comments that were mentioned about yeah. I'm going away from comedy. I thought that was kind of interesting. We can come back to that. But the focusing on the on the movie cinematography, I thought was really yeah. Well Lawrence, done. Lawrence Schur, I think, did uh, the cinematography. I, I believe so. Yeah. And um, I felt like moments of it are, or I mean, the whole thing's well done. And there are a few shots that are just the colors and the way that. The light focuses the lighting, on them. Yeah, yeah, the lighting is really well lighting. put together. Um, but the buzz, just the general... I felt like it was one of those things, if this is going to be as iconic as some people are talking about it, I've got to see it. I've got to yeah. check it out before there's so much buzz or not enough buzz or things get ruined. So I made an effort to get there. And yeah. Went with a couple of uh, family friends that were... And some family that were uh, big Joaquin fans. So yeah. it was appropriate. It felt right. The moment yeah. felt right. <laughs> Were you were you uh, at all disappointed, or did you did you ultimately feel like it lived up to maybe what the hype that you had? I felt like it lived up well enough for me. I I didn't overhype it. I don't feel like sure. like I was excited about it. I was aware of it, and then I'm like, oh, let's check this out. I think it'll be good, and I felt like it lived up to that. I didn't have a ton of expectations with it. I'd heard a little bit, but not a ton. Like I'd heard that it had you know uh, fairly well received. Um, where it was released. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I just wanted to see for myself what it was all about. Nice. I mean, being a Nolan fan of the the Heath version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see, you know, is, is there more? Is it, you know, it's just such an interesting character that I think we'll talk about as we, yeah, as yeah. we go in this podcast. So. Nice. Yeah, the, the, a lot of people have talked about kind of the Scorsese 70s aesthetic that mm-hmm. the movie has adopted and, and, and seemed to adopt on purpose. Yeah. Taxi Driver. With some nods to Taxi Driver uh-huh. with De Niro and The King of Comedy, which was already a riff on Taxi Driver in yep, some ways. Yep. Um, but other people then have used that to, de- to kind of decredit the movie, discredit, excuse me, saying that, you know, Todd Phillips is just kind of borrowing from all these other things. Right, and, and, and that's a more hollow version yeah, yeah. of those things. What would you think, Jake? Uh, I would say I'm on the... Uh, generally positive side mm-hmm. of things um i was looking i i do think there's a, a bit well, of an generally positive like <laughs> yeah that's, that's very close to my camp as well like there's like a i think there's an overreaction on both sides of this where i just looked it's uh, currently sitting at number 10 on the all-time imdb ratings <laughs> imdb ratings are the surging, like funniest with hot the takes of right. all time because but yeah i'm saying it just because i feel like yes it's such a good example of like 
catching fire of reaction, at the right It's time. just like, yeah, like film bro ratings, I guess, right? Yeah, and yeah it's like, for sure. Um, like, number one on that Shawshank Redemption, so it's like, I don't know, whatever you think of that. But It's got kind of a guy's guy's... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a very, like, I, you know, like, discovered I love movies in college type ratings. Oh. But, um, which, I mean, I did, but anyway. <laughs> uh, Jake voted for it on I, So I'm not that high. I'm, what I'm getting at here is I'm not in that vein of thinking of, like, this is the number 10 movie of all time. Certainly, no. It's not oh, in my top 10 of this year. I mean, it's climbing uh, right now. <laughs> But also, I, I disagree with the harsh criticisms that I've seen in some reviews, that it's, like, completely lifeless and has nothing of value to say, or right. um, that it's, like, pretentious or uh, anything like that. So I think it's definitely entertaining and is uh, a great character study, but uh, maybe not. I don't think it's as revolutionary as Todd Phillips seems to think it right. is, based on his comments as well. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I, I think from what you guys said, I think I'm probably maybe ever so slightly more positive. And I think really the only thing that, like, prevented me from going jumping full in uh, no not to top 10 movies of all time i think but right close, now or, and i think right now because i've had a year where i haven't seen as many movies like i'm coming off a couple years where i saw like everything give it five that i wanted to see and then movie pass got canceled and school started Still and deep. I've, Still been, yeah, I've been a little slow so probably like you know when i'm just throwing things out here it would be in my top 10 right now of the year of the year. Maybe based on I've only seen 10. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But for me, I think there was an element of even as I was enjoying it, and I think it was Joe Schmokey on our Instagram live video who said he thought the production design was great. Yeah. There are some great shots that year. Shout you know, out to Schmokey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and, but there were elements of pretension, I think. And and obviously that's been made elev- uh, excuse me evident by Todd Phillips's comments, mm-hmm. no doubt. But there are moments where you see it where you're like, oh, there's some self importance here, which uh, I think Christopher Nolan escapes from, especially mm-hmm. in the first two Batman movies. Maybe we see here we feel a little bit of it in The Dark Knight Rises when you knew when you knew it was ending, mm-hmm. but you don't feel that as much in like The Dark Knight. It feels like this crime caper that he's telling that just happens to have this other relevance. Um, I and I, think, I, I think if that, if that pretension, if I could have like, if that had somehow, if they had leaked that out of it, I think I would have been really high on it. Yeah. Um, because that's what prevented me from maybe going full bore. And there is some, I do have some like cognitive dissonance with how dark it is and what is he actually saying? Todd Phillips and the writers, what are they actually saying about society? Which we'll, we'll go into later. But I think maybe ultimately... I'm a shade more positive than you guys. Okay. Of course, it's only been a day I, since I saw it. I feel like the, for me, something that, with all the buzz and all the talk and all the, whether positive or negative buzz, whatever you want to call it, I feel like I almost want to know, as it stands, as just, just the Joker, just independently there, Yeah, it's an interesting film for me. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's there's enough content for me, there's enough... Um, complexity. Yeah, definitely. That I, the, there's enough dark, darkness layered with reality that I think it, it, it intrigues me to discuss. Yeah. The thing that would hurt it for me would be years later, Todd Phillips comes back, makes another Joker, Joker right. Part 2. Is it like, for me, if it just stands alone, it's, it's, it will increase, value. Yeah, it'll its, increase value. its value. Yeah. We, and that's something we had even, we had here on our little, 
list here is that, uh, you know, Todd Phillips has said, no, we're not making another one. Which I like. And yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there were some, like, very blatant connections to, you know, the Batman world. Yeah. It takes place in Gotham, and mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne's dad, is in it. Mm-hmm. And that actually made me think, like, oh, they're going to touch on this in, like, the new The Batman movie Matt Reeves is, is directing with Robert Pattinson. Or Suicide Squad, if they decided to bring Joaquin Phoenix back. And he said he's not opposed to playing the character again. Joaquin it almost Phoenix. just feels more genuine, being, this yes. is why we're doing it. This was the purpose. This It wasn't like a Marvel saga, yeah. you know. Well, I've been trained. Mar- not that Marvel thought they were going to do like a million movies. They did. Yeah, <laughs> even though they did. I've been trained for that. And yeah. so like when it ends... I mean, I knew I'd heard standalone, but I was still yeah. thinking like, oh, how are they going to bring him back in Suicide Squad and Batman because we've just been trained. Oh, yeah. And I think that's saturated. another reason why... Saturated. Oh, so saturated. <laughs> that's another reason why I was a shade more positive because it just felt so like the antidote to MCU movies that I was just there for doing something totally different sure. to that comic book yeah. world. Oh, I am too. I think it's... The just I would love to see more comic book movies in this direction. Yeah. Uh, if Wolverine assuming we're gonna keep getting them forever. So. Yeah, Logan esque. Even I guess you but, could yeah, even Logan, say. Yeah, totally. Right? I think that's a worthy comparison. Yeah. Just in that it's off the beaten path, but yeah. still uh, technically superhero. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Still dark, gritty uh, comic uh, book. Yeah. Yeah. So so on that vein, and I'm gonna jump a little bit out of order on our list here, but the performance from Joaquin Phoenix, because there's obviously precedent. For Oscar nominations, Heath Ledger won. Um, deserving of the hype, Joaquin Phoenix's performance? Yeah. I thought it was strong. I was shocked back when this movie was first announced just that he was even doing it, just because I've always thought of him as such an artist of an yeah. actor. Yeah, that, oh, like, yeah. I mean, I know this That's is... That's the persona that Yeah, he just the idea off. that he would even do a super villain technically uh, role was just like, what? What's, what's happening with Joaquin, you know? But, uh... I think he definitely made it a role that now I can see why he was a good choice for it. Right. Uh, Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. When they, I mean, he, it's, it's such, you said character study earlier, Jake, and that's, that's an important word, an important phrase in describing Joker and probably something that the filmmaking team had at the forefront of their mind all the time is who is this guy? Why is he, you know, going where he's going? And if he is going to be in this comic book world, what, you know, what brings him there? Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and I think that's probably what drew him to it. And, and it seems like they gave him a lot of license. I mean, I haven't seen the script, but they gave him a lot of license to make choices that you wouldn't normally see. And you have a like almost Christian Bale and the machinist like mm-hmm. weight gaunt. loss, gaunt. obviously mm-hmm. so gaunt. Um, uh, and then he these had... little idiosyncrasies and, and ticks that he gives the character that are compelling as heck. Oh, yeah. And, and really give the movie like a, a, an uneasy and eerie sense, I yeah. feel like, that really... Has he like, done anything close to the comic book world? He's been completely Joaquin off Phoenix? Or... I don't no, think so. No, he just he doesn't did... do like blockbusters. Signs? At all. Back yeah. in the day? Signs, mm-hmm. back in the day. When he did Signs? Yeah. With, village, oh, and the village. The village. Yeah. But he does almost... Lucius? Yeah, yeah. He does almost exclusively like art house movies. I feel yeah. like. So. Oh yeah, Gladiator. Um, back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, and those mm-hmm. and those were all late '90s, early uh, 2000s, yeah. before he became almost like a parody, not as an act, 
not in his performances. I didn't even re- like, but as a chooser of things, yeah. as a where, as an artiste, my, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. My question is almost: Where did I mean you? You knew him from some more current stuff that he was working in. Like I, I'm trying to think of what I saw him in most recently. Walking yeah. well, What I just would have like when I recognize like what are the films that he been in that I would like recognize. Those three are the ones I think of first. The signs for sure. Signs, Village, signs. and uh, Gladiator. When I saw Signs, and of though, course, Walk the Line. When I saw Signs, Walk the Line. That's probably what most line. people know him from. It, yeah, because uh-huh. he was running cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so. I was gonna say when I saw Signs back in the day, I didn't even realize you know who this guy was. Yeah, what I love about Signs, just on a side note, and The Village both, is he gets to be like funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sorry, totally. this is a we're tangenting totally, but. <laughs> He's so self-serious now, yeah. which is, again is fine and has yielded incredible performances. I, I think he's an fantastic but I'm just, actor. But I'm just looking at his, his catalog and things that he's been I yeah. would say where I felt like he was the strongest prior to... Because I think this is really a The strong, master? Yeah, this is a strong performance. And you guys seen The Master? I have to. I still have I not seen it. Oh, <laughs> none of us have seen, seen The Master. Because no. I've heard that's one of Movie his night. best performances. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Movie night. Her. <laughs> Her, oh yeah, her, 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 her. How could we not have brought up her? How could we? I hate us all. Podcast over. Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> Who are we? I need another cookie so after that. In, <laughs> so great in her. But here's the thing. This is what I wanted to say. Is I think Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix have succeeded in creating an indelible performance that doesn't seem tied to comic book lore. Um, and Heath Ledger... In this one thing I'm talking about, because we'll talk in a minute about who's the best Joker, and I'm not tipping my hand here at all. In this one thing, I, I think that's a thing Heath Ledger and Christopher Nolan did, because Batman was there, is there was like a, a pretty concrete tie to this is a comic book movie, even as Heath Ledger transcended it at the same time. Mm-hmm. While the Joker, uh, pardon me, Joker... Because there is you know, no Batman, and it seems less... There's, co- there's no t- concrete tie, I don't think. We know what the movie is. And they, they do some interesting things with the makeup, just like Heath Ledger did. But I think Joaquin Phoenix, he approached it completely as a character. And yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm hmm. sure Heath Ledger did too. Hmm. And, and again, I'm not tipping my hand about who I'm saying is better here. But it, it exists in a, in a slightly more world. realistic world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think somehow that makes it feel scarier and, uh, yeah, just realer, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Because with Heath Ledger, he already has his, you know, following, his uh, cronies or whatever. And so I just think that stage of the character's life is such a different thing to try and portray. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's already a super villain, right? So I yeah. think Heath Ledger is doing this thing where it's like, how can I take something like a super villain and make it this kind of more complicated performance? Whereas, I mean, I'm basically saying what you just said, but then yeah, Joaquin no, no, Phoenix please. comes it, into this But much one more articulate, like, please. <laughs> no, but that this one, yeah, is basically, we. I love that it's, that it does ask us to sympathize with him for at least part of the movie, and that it's uh, asking what would it actually look like for someone to go from normal member of society into... Or at least semi-normal well, member yeah, sorry. of society. No, I no, guess... no, I don't even like, I'm not even, I'm not necessarily calling into question what you said, but just saying like, yeah, he's already... On the fringes, yes, in a lot of ways, but right? Someone, I guess, completely uninvolved with anything right, comic right, booky, right? Right. To then yeah. slowly devolve into yeah, that, that, I think that's where I, I would maybe differ a little bit on from you guys' take, is I feel like for me, 
the absence of Batman wasn't necessarily making it more real. Like, he's referenced enough that I feel like... Sure, sure. Just kidding. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> but with the parents of that, like, he's, yeah. I feel like he's referenced enough that, like... You kind of feel like looking over, is he going to come? Is he going to jump in at yeah, some point? Yeah. Or something? Like, is there going to be a little a little thing? Like, and there are little nods. More uh-huh. than I definitely thought there were More going to be. More than I thought there were going to be, too. Especially with, I mean, something at the very end, basically yeah, explicitly uh-huh. references it for a movie that kind of existed outside of Yeah. That. It's very interesting. We should talk about that moment more uh, because I didn't like it. Yeah, when we go into spoilers, <laughs> just when we go into spoilers, we'll do all of that. Okay. But, which we're going to do shortly. But I but felt like... My my point was that I felt like the complexities that the character or Joaquin or whoever pulled it in with Todd Phillips or however they got to that place where they brought in cause causal things you uh-huh. know things that um, the mental strain the yeah. situations he was living in that sort of thing you know kind of set it in reality for me a little bit more yeah. Than the absence of the oh nice book. yeah yeah I think so that's... the aesthetic the filmmaking all of that uh-huh. and if you combine it though with especially but for a long them. time absence other than the reference to Thomas Wayne for mm-hmm. a while before mm-hmm. before the kid Bruce Wayne does come into play mm-hmm. um, yeah if you combine them I really do feel like that's what makes it feel like yeah. this gritty gritty character study um, Oscar nomination I would I would say yes yeah I think so. And and I would I kind of hope for it. I yeah, I it's, support it for sure. It's a it's a really indelible performance, mm-hmm. and I I you know for all my like back and forthness about what do I, what did I really think about this? I was ready to see it again because I just wanted to I kind of like live in it again, uh-huh. and I just wanted to kind of like watch it again. And Second see. film theory, just, yeah, just a thought. <laughs> yeah, we brought it up. We brought it up on uh-huh. the Instagram live video. Uh, I, I I wonder. This is the thought that I keep coming back to, and this is when I watch a lot of maybe comic booky, but Batman in particular movies. Is the role of the Joker what is getting receiving the award? You know, is is the Joker that iconic character, award worthy in itself, or is it okay. elevated by the different performances that we've seen people yeah. stand out? Let's let's talk about these four performances briefly, uh-huh. and let me just put in put in a quick. Because uh, I saw it with, with Joe. And Joe said, and this is, but I think it's worth mentioning, and I think it's worth kind of starting this discussion. He said that he personally was never as impressed with Heath Ledger's performance. He thought that most of the, um, the Oscar buzz and ultimate victory came from him having died. Wow. Now, I said to Joe, Old like, Joe. I don't agree Old. with that. He, he knows, and he'll be listening because he's, he's a great... Guy and he listens to our Joe. We love you. Thanks Joe, for seeing. Joe, we love you, but we disagree with you. As thank well you. Over we, here too. Yeah, thank you for seeing Joker with me. I didn't feel that way, but we had already said, "Hey, let's talk a little bit." And we're going to limit our here if rankings is too strong discussion of the four performances to just Jack Nicholson in eighty eight or eighty nine, Jared Leto in Suicide Squad just a couple years ago, um, Heath Ledger from two thousand eight, The Dark Knight, and then of course Joaquin Phoenix from Joker. Um, where do you guys kind of stand on those performances, especially in light of, uh, Jake, if you don't mind jumping in, especially in light of what Eric said, that like, is it just that this role 
with its kind of like show showiness. Before the other three, Jack was Jack was praised. Like yeah. Jack was he like, was. It was Jack a, was like, dude, and I this guy. Who could be? Who could be the Joker? Right now who in my head, it? I'm hearing, "Where does he get those wonderful toys?" Uh-huh. And come to it. me, you gruesome son of a bee. Yeah, you haven't seen the. I've uh, never Jack seen. One? Oh, no, you've never I've seen never it. Seen oh, it. yeah. Shoot, that's gonna hurt. No, that's fine. <laughs> His performance is campier. Mm-hmm. But it's still really good. That's the and thing. it's campy '90s campy. Like yeah, it's that's not, the, it's just... that's actually the shout out to Nicholson is he knows it's campy. The movie knows it's campy. He embraces and it, it and still he runs works. With it. Yeah, yeah, it, works it still really well. works. And so if we're talking rankings, I'll just throw out for me like Leto's at the bottom. Yeah, Jared Leto's at the yeah. bottom. No offense to you, Jared Leto, and I and I did think like there was stuff in there that worked, but that movie was so bad. And then also some of the stuff he did obviously wasn't working that it just, it's at the bottom. It's a weird place. And again, if we, if we were ranking and we're not doing a whole podcast episode ranking these four, but Nicholson's next for me at number three, Mm -hmm. even though he did a great job, it's a lot closer to Heath Ledger than it should be. It's been a while since I've seen that. It would be hard for me to rank it higher than third without seeing it. I mean, he does some stuff where he's like dancing and they're playing Prince. I don't know that I've ever watched it to analyze it either. I think I've watched it as a kid like, oh yeah. Batman. It was it was the Batman oh, that yeah. we all had oh, yeah. growing up, you know. Well, because the other three, I mean Batman Returns is dark. Yeah. But it's not as good. And then Batman Forever is cool to watch Jim Carrey do his thing, but it's not that good. No. And then Batman and Robin is not a good movie unequivocally. I like Return Returns. So, yeah, Tim Burton's Returns I like a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Batman Returns yeah. is good, it's just dark. Mm-hmm. And then not as good as the first Batman, I don't think. Danny DeVito Danny DeVito is great. Mal- like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is fantastic, Five you is know. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so if if no one has any qualms no. with Leto at the bottom and Nicholson next, Heath Ledger versus Joaquin, just for a minute or two, we're, we're... Mm. And, and is it the and is it the character too, or is it these guys really imbuing that character? The Did ranking, they make it iconic. The ranking's not as hard for me. Like I feel like for me, Heath was the guy. He's the top spot. Even still, the, right? Even still, the other two, like I have to watch Jack again because I love Jack. So I'm going to give him another. Sure. Crack so you at wouldn't it. just say Joaquin's better than Jack. No, you take I would, would want to look another crack at, at Jack. Yeah. Just given like it was the late '80s when that. I mean, I was going to say you know Jake wasn't I mean? born, and you were probably two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I remember but, going to see it, and there was this long line. I saw it with some friends, so I was eight or whatever. Uh-huh. And, and I mean, if and, you're going, and at that time, do you know what I remember thinking? It's scary. No, Jack Nicholson is doing cool stuff. Yeah, Even no as an eight-year-old. I mean, I may not have thought Jack Nicholson, <laughs> but I thought, whoa, this that Joker guy. is crazy and cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I remember thinking that. that I'm, not, I'm not making that up. See, like, if it's reality you're going for, I mean, Todd Phillips and this, this is a whole new level of reality. But, yeah. but that's why, I mean, the ranking, I mean, I, I look at watching the Nolan version of it, and and Heath Ledger and I I would have been interested had Heath continued on. Oh yeah. To see a standalone version like that, or yeah. to see a prequel, you know, however you wanted to, I think there would have been some interesting comparisons that way. But yeah, yeah. What do you think, Jake? Oh, it's so tough. Because Heath is so iconic, but it is so much more. I don't know. Over the top in a way, right? Yeah. But like successfully. Yes. Over the top has that bad connotation, but we're just using it to try to differentiate right. between the two performances. Both performances really, obviously I've only had, you know, 10 days or whatever to sit with the Joaquin Phoenix performance, but both really 
struck me the first time I saw them. So yeah. I almost I don't want to cheat, but I kind of want to call it a tie just because they're doing kind of different things with it, you know. Right. So when I and I, in answer to your question, Eric, before we move on, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I would say no. I don't think it's the character alone. I think obviously you had Cesar Romero back in the Batman series, and he did a good job. I mean, it's campy. What much campier? It's really almost campy. been. This just now dawned on me. It really has been a progression. You had the campy Cesar Romero, who did a great job, but it was dialed up. Nicholson bridged the gap. He did. He went mm-hmm. like, hey, we're going to nod to that campiness, and it's, it's campy. But we're going to embrace it. We're going to do Yeah, but we're going to turn it. enough with Yeah, we're going to do more with it. Good. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Heath Ledger went to the like, but could we do this in a realistic world where I'm still over the top, but this is thoughtful and crazy. And, and then Joaquin Phoenix is like, no, let's go straight up. This is this a man is living in the this world. This is life. Yeah. This is how we got to this. Interesting, place. yeah. That's. I mean, that's really obvious, and it didn't even dawn on me until right now. Because I, I would probably go so far as to say is I can't picture the Joaquin Phoenix Joker going on to do uh, the things we see the Heath Ledger Joker do in The Dark Knight. Right. But I don't mean that as a criticism of either performance. I right. just feel like they're kind of different takes on they're, it, as they should be. Takes. They're so. different takes. And so what I would say is, as, as seminal as Cesar Romero was in the old Batman series, here's what I'm saying. It's not the role, but giving it to Nicholson and Batman and having Tim Burton as the director mm-hmm. and doing the things they did with it birthed then the idea that this could be a role that people bit into. And when you married Christopher Nolan and Heath Ledger and that aesthetic, we really saw, wow. Mm-hmm. And so maybe now Joaquin Phoenix looks back at that and that's when he's able to say like, oh yeah, no, this is a real mm-hmm. role. Jared Leto, who I like fine, didn't maybe necessarily have the gifts, and he also didn't want to do what Heath Ledger did, but didn't have the movie to back what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. whereas Joaquin did. Yeah. He had the movie to back, like, okay, so I've seen these other performances, I'm not going to do what they did. Mm-hmm. We're doing a different thing here. And they're all... Uh, no, that's not true. Don't go see Suicide Squad. Mm-mm. But the mm-hmm. other three are worth watching over and over. Like That's how good they are. And that's really cool for a comic book type know, of thing. That's I why I want Joaquin many, to get nominated too. I don't know to how just many like, times no, let's keep I could go it. over and over again. And I am a guy that goes over and over again to movies and watch them over and over. I don't know how About many times Joker. I could watch Joker sure, sure, again. Sure. And, that's fair. And I think that's just like, I, you plug in Dark Knight anytime you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's to me. No, you're, you're, that's but very I think, fair. I think given the realities, given the causal... Yeah. When we talk, I, t- I mentioned the uneasiness. Mm-hmm. The movie like almost dares you to root for him. It's it's which almost... is another thing we have on here, and I, and I'm wondering like, so a lot of talk, even even Entertainment Weekly, Lisa Greenblatt, I think was the one, it, it reviewed it, and she didn't necessarily have anything negative to say about the movie itself per se, but she said it was hard to recommend, and she didn't recommend mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Because there is enough of that going on in the real world, especially violence and it's a very timely, shootings it's a very and things. Film. And you had the Dark Knight shootings back when, when it came out in 2008. And so she ultimately was like, I just don't know that we need another movie that looks at these things or even seems to be glorifying these things. Do you guys feel like it's glorifying the Joker? Is it saying... I don't know if it's glorifying... Is it saying it. fight the system with violence? You, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's... To me, it didn't say it's fighting the system with violence. But I don't know that it said it's glorifying, you know, darkness and mental illness and, and a 
animosity in those things any more than any other film that focuses on dark themes and okay. animosity. Sure. I do feel like it's almost like the thing that makes it difficult, I feel like, is you're almost watching a time bomb. You know, you're almost watching sure. a, character a character lose things that keep them stable. And, okay. I, and, and I think that's both part of what they wanted to do, the character, but I also think that's what makes it real and makes it, you know, when you said hard to go back to. Glorifying mental illness, like, except we're getting into some spoilery territory here, mm-hmm. uh, dear listeners. Yeah. And so if you're really wanting to avoid anything, now would be the time to maybe check out and come back in and... 20 minutes and kind of see where we're at. Um, but um, <laughs> For the big spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're going to go into, too, some thoughts about, like, how the Joker views the world and how that, the, the character, how Arthur Fleck views the world and how that has bearing on the reality of a lot of what's in the movie. So we don't, we don't want to go too far into that if you're really wanting to avoid those spoilers, but... Thank you for coming on this journey with us. Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs> yeah. You said glorifying mental illness. Like, a lot of the stuff that happens is after he goes off his meds. So right. I wouldn't say there's any glorification of mm-hmm. mental illness. Mm-hmm. In fact, like, there's a mini-indictment of the system, right? Mm-hmm. As far as... Especially in 1981. Yeah, yeah. He can't get him. He goes off of them. He says he feels great. And obviously, he falls... Because before, as as much trouble as he had, he was still able to fight. It's almost like them putting a plug in for make sure you take your medication. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a really, like on a side note, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to break the movie down. Yeah. Like on a side note, it's almost like them making sure, hey, let's, let's at least make sure we show that he was taking the medication he was supposed to take. Still struggling. Once he went off of it, that's when some trouble happened. Which is kind of an interesting message for them to kind of go. But do you feel like it was glorifying... Him in any way, Jake? No, I don't think so. I think it was more about the system than it was about him. So I felt okay with it. I yeah. thought it was going to based on what media hubbub. You know, I think mm-hmm. it was the uh, message of the movie was kind of co-opted um, to be more about this is about someone who feels, you know, misunderstood and frustrated and... So I think that maybe that's where some of the milking for like the, this is, we're now going to make this kind of a scare of like, this is going to incite violence because yeah. the people are going to relate to it and feel like, well, yeah, why don't I go out and do something? Cause I feel misunderstood too. But I think if you just actually watch the movie, it's completely about mental illness and it's not really about the, it's not about the average person, you know, feeling like they don't have a voice or anything right. like that. So it seems like it almost yeah. gets kind of convoluted because of the reality of like, keep in mind, this is still, we're talking about the Joker. We're trying to talk about a comic book character and right. how he becomes who he is. And it almost gets convoluted in, well, are we all a comic book character? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right, right, right. <laughs> like, well, that's, I mean, it's, it's somewhat ironic, I think, in that you have movies that have inspired real life violence, which I'm not blaming any uh, of those movies because I'm just, that's not necessarily the discussion we're having. But then you have this movie where people are like, oh, is this going to incite real yeah. life violence? And it hasn't. Right. It's kind of interesting. So like, why? I don't know why this one. So, I don't know. There was yeah, a lot of talk it, it of incel kind of... culture. And I don't, again, I don't want to go too much I into this. because would... <laughs> no, You do. Go, please. No, I just find it fascinating. No, well, well say more, please. Well, because cause I felt like that was totally, like, 
just fabricated by people who wanted to have that conversation when there was no reason to. Well, put, I'm I'm ignorant to what the. So yeah, have you heard that phrase, incel? No. So I didn't know. It's a word. Sorry, not a phrase, but okay. it's it's a shortening of a phrase. Yeah. And we'll say what it is. It's not like inappropriate or anything, but um, I just wanted to say before we defined it that, excuse me, that I was not very familiar with it until Joker came out. And when people were throwing it around in every article I read, I went and read it and I'm like, oh, okay. And I immediately knew what it meant. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that. I mean, the minute I saw what phrase it represented, I all of it opened up. Like I knew exactly what it was okay. referring to. Yeah. And I knew from shootings and and things that have happened in the world like oh i know exactly what archetype that's what i'm looking for right what archetype you're describing with that yeah because it means in, in involuntarily involuntarily in, yeah right? involuntarily celibate so oh, okay. basically Outcasts just who, yeah yeah mm-hmm. basically guys who are mad at the world because no one gets them and because of that they're not being rewarded with what they deserve which mm-hmm. is you know Sex and success and all yeah. those things. Mm-hmm. Everything so, comes with it. Yeah. Yes. So, Jake's sitting up though. So I'm like super. He is, he is yeah. ready well, to go. Go. Because he's running. We're 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 we recording later and later and we're like a little bit tired. Yeah. And like oh we're kind of tired but like Jake came alive right now and so I'm <laughs> we're like, gonna run I'm with like this. Really, this is my favorite topic. It sounds like know. I'm I'm being facetious. I'm not. I'm like really excited <laughs> because obviously That's this not, is... I don't have a ton to say. I just want to oh, no, talk about it because it's just like take it. Um, that's what we're here okay, for. That's what the people are paying for. Yeah. <laughs> that's what keeps us in business. That's what all five people want to hear. You <laughs> no, they want to hear. Okay, uh, here's my journey with the movie. Thought, because I, I saw stuff about that online, right? That it's like going to be encouraging those kind of people who identify as an incel, I guess, or yeah. like who feel like they uh, are being shunned in that way. Yes. Uh, that this will like this movie will encourage them to commit acts of violence, right? Then I saw the movie, and I was like, that's stupid. I don't know why people were saying that, because it's just about mental illness. But then, seeing more of Todd Phillips' comments since the movie... um, Not... Sorry, I read them since the movie came out. It was stuff he said before the movie, but that we already mentioned, like, the whole, you can't do comedy anymore, because you do see some overlap with, like, the whole incel thing and some, like, alt-right ideology and... Uh, things like that where you have these ideas of like people being upset because everyone gets offended by everything now and so um, you know you can't you can't do comedy anymore right as Todd Phillips said or just that whole thing right of like people being mad about civil rights things happening and feeling like the old times have been lost so anyway I just I couldn't see it when I, uh, when I saw the movie. I was like, I don't see any connections there. But then seeing more about what Todd Phillips has said, not that I'm calling him an incel, but I can see how maybe some of his remarks might be interpreted by that community as like, I feel you and that's why I made this movie. Right. So, Well, and I, I, I freely admitted at the beginning, not, not in any um, grave terms, but like I felt uncomfortable watching Joker. But I already said I had a probably slightly more positive reaction to it as a movie. But like I I don't like being told what to think. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the movie told me what to think at all. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of ambiguity to it. Which is what people are responding to sometimes in a negative way. Of like, wait, are you, are you inciting mm-hmm. like violence or whatever? Um, but I felt there's just like, there's a heaviness about it. There's a darkness about it. That just... 
does what I like movies to do, which is invites me to look at the culture, think about my life, think about others' lives, and analyze what I'm doing and what others are doing and what can make us better people and, hap- and a happier society. Cheat you is a very educated audience. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't yeah. talk down to you and with the exception, you, with the exception of when they flash back and show him. Mm-hmm. We're already in spoiler alert if you're mm-hmm. still here. And show him talking to himself um, after, he, after we realized Sophie, Sophie, I think, Zazie Beats. Yeah. Um, that they didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't feel like we needed the flashbacks. Like, sorry, this is. I know I'm. I'm going off in another direction now, and I apologize. No, let's go. But you mentioned Jesus. educated. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it teaches. Excluding that. Well, story. I just like you know. You realize like, oh my gosh, he made it. He fabricated it all. And then they like yeah. show him like, no, no, I knew. What? Yeah. Come on, Todd Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> like you got it because you because I think he did a good job of like not tipping it mm-hmm. too early Until then. because when she says. Uh, are you in the wrong apartment? You could think she can't see him yet fully. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when he like turns, she's like, and he, she says the line about like, wait, you live down the hall, right? And I, oh my gosh, that's smart. That's smart. Todd Phillips and script writers, like you mm-hmm. did a good thing there. I like what you did. <laughs> yeah. Because the whole time you're like, she's too nice. She's too nice. Right. How is she she's treating him this way? How stuff. is she laughing? Mm-hmm. How is this? When he goes in and kisses her, like, speaking of inc- incel, um, when he goes in and kisses her, you're like, whoa, she's just going with it? Like, woof. Can't believe it. But you're also saying, okay, what's he saying about this character? Like, what are we supposed to think? Um, and yes, but I do think it allows us to make decisions in ways that comic book movies don't usually. And that may also be why some people were like, oh, no, you can't make a movie that claims to be about a supervillain and, 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 and has you somewhat sympathize with them. Right. I mean, that's not true. We've seen movies like that. Split made me feel the same uneasiness, and they're very different movies, but where like I, f- I feel for the character the whole time while he is doing terrible things, Yeah, and I should hate him, but I don't, but that's what good movie making yeah, is. Yeah, that makes for a good villain, so I don't know why we're singling out this movie, except for the incel thing, I guess, but I don't, other than that, I don't know why we're singling out this movie and being like... Yeah. Is this going to cause violence? Because I don't think there's any more reason to ask it with this one than yeah. any movie. Are people, people going to start racing in the streets after they watch Fast and the Furious? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, exactly. hey, people did. I mean, I know in high school we started <laughs> driving a little faster. If you <laughs> we had the uh, I don't even remember what it's called because I've only watched it the one time when we ranked them. But the button nitrous. nitrous we had the button. nitrous button put into our cars. We all wanted the nitrous button. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, maybe not to get too serious, but I think. I'm glad nothing happened as far as like yes. uh, any sure. kind of delay or drawback or uh, like uh, bringing the release more limited or something with Joker because I just really don't feel I feel like it's an insult to audiences and just to like humanity to be like you don't get to we can't put this thing out because people can't handle it I think that is uh contradictory to what art is supposed to be so it's a very censorship based like, yeah is idea uh-huh. which is why i'm still very angry that uh, the hunt the bloomhouse movie was canceled completely and not just delayed they said they if they you don't know about it, that they, they, they said it was because it, of some they... shootings that had happened which still doesn't make sense to me based on what the movie's actually about but like i'm very upset that real world events caused a movie Wait, to be canceled did you so not hear about this i saw the trailer yeah in the joker tra- yesterday no Yesterday. No, you didn't. Yes. I wonder if there's news. I literally have a Google alert on it because I want to know so bad if they reversed the decision. And I didn't know. 
Okay. So Joe leaned over to me and go, oh, you heard about this? I said, no. And he just <laughs> said, like, that actually looks kind of good. And I was like, I don't know if I'd see it, but it does look kind of well done. Mm-hmm. And there are good actresses and actors mm-hmm. in it, people that do good work. Yeah. Uh, Betty Gilpin, right? Betty Isn't Gilpin. Isn't she the main? Yeah. Um, but this is completely new to me right now that... I didn't know. It was completely canceled. Don't After you there think, were like three shouldn't they have in a row, pulled but... the trailer? Yeah, that's bizarre that they, yesterday because it was way check before Google, Joker came check out the Google at all. Alert. Yeah. Check the Google alert. I know. I'm gonna. No, no. I'm, I'm intrigued now, only because I'm like, well, get the trailer out of there then. Yeah. Don't show no, somebody that's this. that's insane. Don't that show somebody this trailer. trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I guess where we fall on that too is is I'm still, you know, I still am uneasy about. Joker, but I'm uneasy about lots of movies I've seen before. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily uneasy because this one seemed more likely to incite violence. Is it? I is went it because in of the comic book, and is because we're yeah. so marvelled. We're yeah. so like all families and kids go yeah. see the Marvel universe, and then, well, this is well, a comic book too. So. Well, and a lot of times, because um, to me, I think that's a little bit of an effect of it. I, think I that's agree. Part of the reason you're getting this conversation. Yeah. And I, I discussing censorship in a way. I think that movies sometimes when they introduce a, a, a supervillain type of, of person, there are initial killings that are justifiable. Does that make sense? Initial killings. Yeah, they'll have them like when they're becoming a whatever, they'll kill somebody that's like a bad person. Yeah. Um, that's not how the Joker rolled. I, I, I mean, Arthur at that point. Um, cause he, he, he kills some people early on. He didn't on. just drop someone and all of a sudden, I'm no. the Joker. Now, and they're, but they're also like, these people are mean people. They treat him poorly. They're jerks. Yeah. And they beat him up. Like, don't get me wrong. And you have a right to defend yourself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I hadn't read anything about the plot, which I, you know, oftentimes I can't. And I was actually, I, I guess I shouldn't have been. But the, the initial three people that he kills, like, I, the first gunshot scared me. Because I didn't, I knew he had the gun. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I knew it might go off, right? But then it was like, got a shot. And then it was like deliberate after that. Yeah, exactly. It, it was quick that he went from like, I'm kind of defending myself to I'm in cold blood killing people. And I was kind of like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, that was, that was sudden, you know? Uh-huh. Um, Wait, you so you weren't. mean that was effective for you? Uh, it, uh, well, I'm saying both. Okay. It effectively unsettled me and made, and made me sit up straighter and go, oh my gosh. But I wasn't 100% sure that it would happen that suddenly. Right. That he would go to the cold blood immediately. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Does that make sense? Yeah, because for me it was a little bit too... The guys were a little bit too, like... Over the top, like right. just too over the top. They're gonna get killed. Yes, exactly. Oh, like, okay. Yes. Too much jerks yeah. to random stranger. I can stranger. see that. Uh-huh. And then random stranger the was... paralleling, paralleling, bullying yeah. him in the streets earlier. Yeah. Well, this even time that. Gonna... Even that in the opening scene mm-hmm. is like, are people really like that? Right. But, but maybe they are. Like maybe I don't know. Are. And maybe in the eighties they were. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> even being sarcastic. I, I like, think that's part of part of two. What um, makes it. A little more in the forefront of our minds too is bullying. That's a big. Yeah. Uh, what's the other sporty word for it that I should know? Hazing, the hazing yeah, bullying yeah. thing. Like, I think that makes it a little more. There's, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. I maybe it was slightly more effective for me than you, but like you know what's happening there when he turns up, when Todd Phillips and the actors and the script 
turn up the intensity on the the way that these guys are treating him. Yeah. You know, and there's like a there's like a, a clockwork oranges aspect to it where they start singing. What is it that they're singing? Send in the clowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Send in the clowns. Yeah, and that's on the nose a little bit, right? Um, I, I read that. I, someone used the phrase on the nose. I didn't mean to steal that. I read that when, uh, recently. Um, but obviously sending the clowns, and they're kind of like mocking him in the moment. But like, I know people bully, and I know people mock, and no one else at the time is on the same subway car, and you can imagine they're jerks, and maybe they're a little bit drunk conceivably. Um, conceivably. So they're going to push his buttons yeah, or whatever. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I definitely think it was more effective for me than you because I wasn't necessarily ready for it to be an obvious, like, bam, bam, right in that moment. Right. That was kind of in, in the middle between both of you, I think. I think that's where I landed. But what? I will say by the end, I felt very uneasy and very, like, uh, I, I thought that almost final scene on the talk show was very well staged. and uh, It's definitely well staged, but I kept going, like, would not a security guard have come out? Would they not have cut yeah. transmission earlier? These right. are small quibbles. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's, like, news networks actually showing the footage again after. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, Which, to me, also happen. lends to the conversation, are they glorifying this scene? Are they letting this be put right. up as though... Also lends credence, though, to some people who are saying, like, this back half of the movie is all in his mind. Mm-hmm. Which, Which certainly... let's just... Didn't Talk cross about that my for a mind minute. at all until I saw people asking that. After. Yes, so, it was the same for me. It was it was Joe who was like, "So how much of it?" And I was like, "That's an intriguing question that I didn't even consider." But shout you out could... to my uh, brother in law and sister in law, MK and Mitch, both called that. They're like, yeah. "Hey, so now was this real or not real? What's going on? And at what point did that all start happening?" Yeah, and 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 so if it were designed to like suddenly I had a stutter right then. If it were designed, the movie, to make you doubt what came later, it's designed pretty well. Because you have the early on one that they just go into, and for a brief second you're like, oh, did he go visit another day? Like, is this mm-hmm. a week later? Mm-hmm. And then you slowly, oh, okay. Even before the reveal, right? And then, of course, Zazie Beats, that's a big one. Um, so if it were designed to make you doubt, they do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh... He, fly, he has these kind of flights of fancy. Um, and then you find out he made up this entire relationship with this woman. And then he's off his meds. And so, and then he's his kind of... crazy, he's, his he's, life's he's, falling out. He's pulled out of the wreckage. And he's, you know, brought before the people. And I, I read multiple things once uh, Joe mentioned this. And there were a lot of people saying like, yeah, it's almost cartoony at the end. He gets hit by a car. He jumps up. He's fine. The other car gets hit. The the cops appear to be dead, mm-hmm. and he's still fine yeah. and jumps up. I now thought... I ne it never crossed my mind watching it. I just took it all at face value. Same, but it's I, an for the interesting. Most part, took it as face value. Yeah, but yeah. I, I thought like I thought that it was an interesting thought that you know conceivably you're second guessing yourself. Right. But movie. the thing is, the movie gains something from the relationship turning out to be fake. Um, like you know that gives us more insight into what's going on with him as a character and yeah. kind of, like, impacts decisions and things like that moving forward. If, like, the whole second half of the movie was all in his head, I don't know. What's the movie for? Yeah, exactly. The movie doesn't gain anything. The message doesn't really get any more interesting. So I hope that that's not supposed to be the case. For when sure, I just so. brought it up in case we do have listeners who considered right. it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Because 
some halves of our viewing parties mm-hmm. went the same place. Yeah. I was and, in general, for the most part, just along for the ride. Yeah. That's how it is. And I, and I, I would rather it were that way. Mm-hmm. Because, I, 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 again, stealing a line from one of the articles I read, they said, well, or did you really make a movie about the Joker if he doesn't end up actually being Joker? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then people bring up that last scene. So let's go there let's for go a minute. Yeah. So he gets, he, puts, he gets put up on the car. See, that's, I wanted to go there anyway. He's hailed as, as basically a, you know, an, a hero for this disenfranchised community and the poor in this mm-hmm. town that's overrun by poverty and violence and stuff. The grandiose he has inspired shot, a movement. The grandiose shot he gets that. up on the car and his life, he exists. He's finally he recognized. Made it. He is recognized as the Joker. And so perhaps he would then, of course, go with this because he means something now and he's a part of the society. When before that he says he didn't believe in anything on, on the talk show. Yeah. And then it goes to black. And I thought it was over, personally. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. And then they show him in a therapist's office, and there are a lot of other things I won't go too much into, but his hair may be grayer. Some people said he may have put on a little more weight. I'm not, I didn't pay enough attention, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. in that scene. He says you wouldn't get it about a joke, which is, has echoes of some Killing Joke stuff. Uh, if you've ever read The Killing Joke, a classic graphic novel, Alan Moore and Brian Boland. Boland. Um, and I know, I know Joe, who I went with, said, no, I, I didn't like that. I thought, I liked where we ended before. With the car, on top of the car. Um, yeah, because now it's like he got caught. When did he get caught? How much later is this? And then there's an implication, perhaps, that he killed the therapist. Because then he has bloody footprints. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of dancing. And yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Down the hall or but someone else mentioned, you know, that they don't, they're not off-screen killing other than that. Okay. Unless you think, we'll also, come back to that in a minute. Let's come back to Sophie in a minute. Because that's an important thing. Oh, uh, yeah. What did you guys think about that final scene? Like, does it does it hurt the movie's efficacy? Is it why is it even there? I I, I wasn't hundred yeah. percent sure why it was there. I don't know. Maybe to confirm the transition. That was my thought. Is maybe to oh. confirm that he's now the Joker and running. Now he just kills gonna, indiscriminately, yeah. I guess. But until okay. Batman finds him, and, you know. well, that's not as yeah. That talking about it more now, I kind of just forgot to think about that last scene <laughs> until yeah. now. And I don't, I don't think I like it very much either. I think I didn't love it. I liked the, I liked, like, I liked the car. I liked the, yeah. that shot seemed very, uh-huh. regardless of if it's real or if it's not, yeah. it seems Which like, we seem to all think it's real in one. this room. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least want it to be for I'm the movie towards, to be better. Yeah. 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 Um, but I like, I, I like, know. I like the aesthetic appeal of him prancing through the hall with the bloody footprints like that's interesting to me sure but not at, at the, the time not at the sacrifice yes of a good not at the sacrifice conclusion. of him of us not knowing he's still out loose being joker doing yeah. joker things and maybe he gets loose then right he's running around and getting chased oh, okay right and was it an arkham thing that's what i wonder too was it trying to be an arkham thing like let's show him of, now in arkham wasn't it pretty white being, it, was it very super white yeah mm-hmm. yeah so to me maybe but I didn't like it as much either. It seems to want to say, like, and this is how you get, you know, the, the wild the Joker. <laughs> killer that's the Joker. But it's like, is that? it, though? Because, I mean, I don't know. I just think it... It goes... almost goes back on all the credibility that it's gained the whole time. You know, all the build-up, all the reality, all the turmoil that that character was build, built up and was brooding with. Yeah. And then it makes it, like, it goes against the educated audience as we right. kind of... When you get the like kind of like parallelism of him being with a, another another therapist, 
and then working through things again. And obviously at this point, he has no regard for therapy, right? He already really didn't mm-hmm. before. Um, yeah, I, I just felt like it blunted some of the power that I felt that it had, had built up. Even though there's Good, a, there's a weird sort of playfulness to it. A dark playfulness. Oh obviously. yeah, it feels very comedic. The last yeah, and and I didn't. I I had. I I heard someone say they laughed a lot at the movie. I didn't laugh very much. No. Throughout the movie, and I didn't take that as a yeah, bad thing. No. That's another thing that separates the two performances. Is I laughed at Heath Ledger a lot. Right. In a way that's that I true. thought I was supposed that's to. That's true. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I love the brilliance of Heath Ledger is that he walked the line in a way that was really interesting. Walked the line. Um, Did you that rank was really yours? interesting. I don't remember if you ranked yours. Did you rank yours? Was Heath number one? For I didn't actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> I still think I put Heath Ledger uh, at the top, and that's simply because of what I just mentioned. Right. It's the most simultaneously scary and funny performance mm-hmm. that I've ever seen, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of sentence, full stop. Yeah. Comic book or not. I've never seen someone be so terrifying in certain scenes and believably terrifying, mm-hmm. realistically terrifying and made me laugh so unequivocally and hysterically in other scenes. I yeah. mean, when he says hi to, <laughs> to, to, uh, to face to Harvey Dent in the scene, yeah. like it's funny just because of how he delivers it. Mm-hmm. Um, the ta-da mm-hmm. after he kills a guy with a pencil yeah. is at the, I mean, in the exact same moment, funny and terrifying. You are like, scared, with, like yeah, oh without being either see? one, mm-hmm. without without tipping his hand, and that's what makes the performance so effective. Here, yes, there's a couple things that are funny, even though, and I probably laughed out loud. I shouldn't have said I never laughed. That's probably false. Um, but I didn't so have a lot dark, of laughs. You almost feel guilty. Yeah, and for I, I don't think Joaquin one. Phoenix is meaning for you to laugh. Right. You know what I mean? He's not. And I, I think if he had done anything that was meant to be comedic, he would have been portraying betraying, excuse me, what he was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, um, the character's not funny in this one. Yeah, man, the laugh, <laughs> the laughs that he does, and they were, very, oh my gosh. They are very Yeah, you would have, you would have thought there's no new way to do Joker laughs, and man, he found a new way. Yeah. And that, that's still, How much of that disease that, it, that is pointed out is, is real. I don't know. I was gonna Google it, on. and then I didn't. Yeah, because that's that was my thought too. Was Man, that scene is that. effective when he's uh, making faces at the kid. Yeah. What an effective scene. Oftentimes, yeah. Todd Phillips, face. man. I don't. I don't know that I like love Todd Phillips generally speaking, but like I feel like he does have some artistry in him, that wasn't let loose as fully until here. Old school. You had old school, and you had um, hangover, the hangover, and then what was the one? Oh shoot. There's one he did slightly more recently. While you're looking that up, I'm going to go ahead and shout out to Jordan Peele for being really good at using humor and scary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he does. I think, I think Heck he's yeah. really... Oh, War Dogs. He's, he's really blended, been able to blend those two um, specific genres yeah, together. Yeah, for sure. In a fun way yeah. in either, whether you like them or not. You know? Yeah, War Dogs I never saw, by the way. Todd Phillips with Jonah Hill and yeah, Miles saw. Teller, I think. Oh, yeah. But it, I do think it was the transition... Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to do something a little more serious, a little more like mm-hmm. Big Short esque in the way that it mm-hmm. tackled real life topics and and was well made, but was like funny and kind of over yeah. the top. It's fun um, to see those comedy, those comedy you know, directors. directors really going to another level. It's been yeah. kind of fun to see that. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're winding up here a little bit. Um, if you have interest in seeing Joker and you can kind of handle darkness, it is. A conversation starter. Yeah. 
and it will make you think. So as far as comic book movies go, do you feel like Joker did things that no other comic book movie has ever really done? Hmm. I think it almost, and like could have. So if, if we're still in spoilers, personally, I really hated the how draw how much they drew out the whole Batman parent connection thing at the end. I think if they just show shown the guy load the gun or whatever he does, and then like follow them down the alley, we're good. Fine, there. that's fine. <laughs> but instead, they play out the scene we've seen a, a thousand times in every different iteration of Batman. <laughs> So I feel like stuff like that held it back because I feel like even though it was very separate, it still I feel like it couldn't help but like <laughs> show like and part of Batman still, you know. Uh, yeah. So it's still Batman universe. In that sense, I I I think it's getting more credit than it deserves for being like not uh, trying to be part of like a bigger universe. And, yeah, you know. Well, and that's yeah. what uh, another thing I have written on here is just like, is it really gonna be standalone? Because man, mm-hmm. you paid a lot of homage. Yeah. To Batman and I and I would say I again I'm ever so ever so slightly more lenient than you in that I didn't mind him going into the, the alley and shooting them but then they played again at the end when he's in the therapist's mm-hmm. office mm-hmm. that he was like thinking about it. that was weird to me because that was really pulling it into this kind of like wait wait Wait, I thought you just did that kind of on the side to be like, hey, yeah, so this universe is Joker yeah. universe, still comic booky. It's Gotham. But then at the end, it's like, wait, is this standalone? Because you have him like, is he still thinking about it? Did mm-hmm. he even know? <laughs> like, what did he even he know? I know, yeah. I know the Thomas Wayne thing. I like how they dealt with that. Mm-hmm. I liked him going in and seeing Brian Tyree Henry shout out. Shout out. Great actor. Half in the, the main cast of Atlanta in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zazie Beach. Shout out also. Um, her role was kind of thankless, but she does a great job. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, after Deadpool 2, she's she's in the comic book world. You know? Yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, Brian Tyree Henry does a great job in a really small performance. Um, yeah, I mean, he's only in it for a couple One minutes. One scene, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked that stuff. I liked the tracking down of it. I, the creepiness of when he actually goes and visits Wayne Manor. Like, that scene... Ooh. Had a lot of real life gross parallels where you're yeah. thinking about, but but and I'm not I'm not defending it and saying oh I'm glad the scene was in there but man it was really like disconcerting where this guy is and what's happening and so I was what I'm saying is I was okay at that point like mm-hmm. oh man you're doing a different creepy thing with this that I did not expect and for them to then hammer it home at the yeah. end like. That was like, oh, no, no, I liked what you did. I, and, and even more so going into the alley and shooting, I was okay with. So I'm like, because of earlier what you did and made it this weird kind of creepy kind of icky thing that I'm not saying I would do, but you really, you spun it. Yeah. He, they spun it in a different way. I feel like he does, but he doesn't. Like, like we've kind of voiced. I feel like it's an interesting take if you want to, you know, a comic that's, is, you know, real life, you know, more based in a a Logan version of. Yeah. I think we talked about those those kind of parallels between those two movies. Um, is it a standalone? Do you have to go see this Joker? For me, it wasn't. Like uh, it was, it was good. I'm more positive than the negative, but it's it's heavy. You know, I feel so like heavy. it's it's dark and it's heavy, and a lot of people. Like to go see those. I like to go see. Those. I, mean, I like I like villains. I I go to movies and I I think villains are incredible, but this it, I, it's 
this wasn't to me as much about the villain as it is about this guy dealing with all sorts of darkness and right. stuff around him. And you kind of almost watch him crash and burn, yeah. which is to me... But crash and burn in a way that's good. Mm-hmm. In his mind. Anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I would say, I think I maybe like... I think you have to have these gradations, right? And The Dark Knight kind of redefined what a comic book movie could be, in my opinion. Yeah, sure. Um, Batman Begins obviously had been dark and, and, and stuff, but The Dark Knight kind of redefined it with like giving it, giving a blockbuster, like a really realistic sheen and taking a performance, one that had been you know campy and, and moving into the realm of seriousness. Um, I think that The Joker has done another nudge. Yeah. Where if you don't want to use the word redefine, I think it's taken what was done in something like The Dark Knight and said, okay, now let's erase all the comic book... Okay, not all, because you just mentioned that. 90% of the comic booky stuff, even though it's still comic book, Mm -hmm. it's done the... It's given it more realism and maybe it will push it into, uh, you know, a comic book movie that has zero of the comic book, you know... If, uh, affectations zero yeah. of them other than the name or whatever yeah. I don't know and then, and then, but maybe we don't want that that's, and that's another thing I had in here like could this movie have just been about anyone and not been called this and, and spun the ending differently obviously right uh-huh. but just been about mental illness and society and loneliness and just forget Thomas Wayne and forget all that and just have it be about a guy Who's, or then Which is gets it, back to my question. Or then is, is it, it the taxi character? driver? You know yeah. what I mean? Or that's then a, that's is what it... I'm saying. Is, does that get back to the Joker? It's the Joker role. Mm. So I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. I think in, the, in this sense, yes. I don't think the movie would stand without everyone expecting him to turn into the Joker. I think that's maybe... And so maybe that does prove some of those harsher reviewers right in that uh, with this layer of your... You know you're watching his transformation and transformation into a comic book villain. I think that maybe helps mask some of the uh, weaknesses that the movie might have. And I think if it was just this character on display and exploring this whole mental illness issue, it might not feel as good special. So. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree with that. I really do. I think you see it and you'd be like, yeah, he's kind of doing a riff on these other things, but putting them together is not something that was done before. And mm-hmm. so it feels more refreshing and it feels more relevant and fresh and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's... well. well but that's... I think it's good. that Like, it's a good thing that happened because uh, I think it's safe to say we're going to keep getting more and more and more comic movies. Comic book movies. I will say, I don't it, know so. which... How many you could do like the Joker. I feel like True. that's... I think that's part of... What character are you going to use? character. Yeah, that's character you're going to use Joker has enough depth like that you could do yeah. that with. There's other villains that don't have that kind of depth. Yeah. But I think maybe this is just one example of like a way to deviate from the norm of comic book movies and I think that... I hope that this shows... Inspires more. And inspires more. I mean, really, it probably just comes back to the money. You know, I don't think... Which I'm is, sure it's done well. It's done really it's done well. Incredibly I well. actually was surprised, and so, like, so was most of, because it's dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I'm happiest about more than anything. Like I enjoyed it, but I think I don't think this is necessarily an like amazing, perfect example of what comic book movies should be. But I like that it's different and that it's more character based, and that it's showing studios, hey, this type of comic book, like if it's. 
if it deviates, it'll still make the money. So like, I do think that hey, must because, be the money. because of the campiness and the the origins of Batman, where you look at the Jack Nicholson campy yeah. uh, and, uh-huh. and the earlier versions, like it, you already have such a mass audience coming into that that's it's almost expecting that to to veer away and change it and give it its own little twist. It's fun. Yeah, it was and like. Original. What 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 may like what makes me feel like dirty almost is I was like oh man it, what would this look like in the Batman in twenty twenty one and then I was like stop to myself yeah. like stop yeah like what well, you trained me MCU to be like ooh and then it's gonna be like no no it doesn't need to pay off yeah. I don't think um, but at the same time like does it show that like we've been so comic book saturated that people are like as long as you do something different. I'll go see it, but still, hey, but will you still have it be partially comic book, please? Can you can you still have it be partially comic book? We don't want to say no. We don't want to say goodbye to that completely. Can you have him put makeup on his tongue at the end? Thanks, that'd be great. Um, any anything else that we want to add? Any concluding thoughts? We'd love to hear. Like this this movie in, inspired a lot of thought in my mind, and obviously a lot yeah. of it was still very rambling and and not pointed and focused. But even just talking to Joe right after the movie and in to, to Jake and Eric via text and, of course, right now, like, man, this is, it, it at least is worthy of being talked about. Totally. And thought about. Yeah, some discussion. Yeah. I'm even hoping... Though, oh, please. Sorry, just even though I didn't think it was one of the best movies of the year, this is, like, my favorite, t- like, reason to go see movies, basically, is just because I love when there's something popular and controversial and just like gets people talking i just think it's fun and that's like why we need movies to you know keep us thinking and, and vigilant yeah. so there I'm is some to solid filmmaking too yeah. from mm-hmm. from especially from the production design team the cinematographer and todd phillips mm-hmm. there's some solid filmmaking in there even if it does owe its aesthetic to some things that have existed before yeah, totally we're always knocking we all steal right um, Especially, Chad. I'm hoping. I don't know about these two gentlemen, but I figured I'd throw it onto the podcast that we can do a Star Wars thing sometime. Totally. Before or right after the rise of Skywalker. I, I'm not not like a I'm not like a you know deep into Star Wars or whatever, but I would love to watch them all with my kids. So even if we did a little ranking, yeah, either right before or right after the rise of Skywalker, and include the nine and then Solo and. Rogue One. Sure, I'm in. And, and, and rank those. Eric, Eric's not sure, but we'll... No, I'm in. <laughs> okay. I just realized there's nine of them. There's a lot of watching. <laughs> well, if I, since I have kids and most of them are pretty mm-hmm. appropriate, like I'm like, oh yeah, we could knock that out. Once Halloween's over and we stop watching the scary stuff, yeah. we can intermix that with some Christmas movies. Totally. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it. All right, well, thank you. Um, let us know what you think about the Joker. Or Joker, excuse me. Let us know what you think about Joker. And, um, you know, don't... Be violent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.